I'm Derek. And I'm Noah. And you're listening to Abido. Where we take our current mate Matt Calder obsession and enjoy it one nibble at a time. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Okay, cue the music. <laughs> okay, well, of course we're not going to not do it. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be done. Oh, We're the ones that decided to do this and we knew something could happen, so... They, you know, in the first season, they like teased us a little bit when there was that standoff in the final episode, and then this episode happened, and I, we watched it twice, and <laughs> it was even worse the second time. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was more fun the second time, but no. that's just me. <laughs> Ugh. All, All right. Oh, right. <laughs> not even my cold brew is helping. I'm just so depressed. I mean, it's kicked in in a dif- different way with this. <laughs> Kick my emotions into high gear. <laughs> I'm very top level emotion right now. <laughs> All right, before we really get into the episode, just a little reminder: we're not going to go through the whole spiel, but we're doing we're still doing that Apple Podcast review giveaway. So leave a review, and we'll pick them. We've picked five people, even though we've done it four times because somebody <laughs> contacted us. So we <laughs> we announce it, and we have to give a time limit on when you can respond because if you don't respond, we're not going to wait like three months later and be like, oh, here's your prize from (laughs) three months later. But we realize not everybody follows us on social media that does listen to us. Mm. So the current winner, and I just wanted to say this in case you only listen to us and not following us on social media, you have until like Wednesday before we have to draw the next one. So if your name on Apple Podcasts when you give reviews is Grizzaby, then contact us. Yeah. <laughs> so that way we can give you your price. <laughs> Please. Oh, and also, uh, be sure to check out our website, abideofpod.com. And we have some voice mess a voice message feature on there. Mm-hmm. So if you want to like leave us your thoughts about this episode of The Mandalorian or what you think is going to happen in The Mandalorian, kind of drop us a line there and maybe we can share it on a future episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do that. <laughs> Do that too. We're very bossy. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm needy right now. Things happened in this episode and I need your love and support. We have a lot of features that you can use. So <laughs> before we get into the current chapter and episode of The Mandalorian, we're just going to do a short little recap of the last one. Uh, the last episode, The Jedi, which had another huge fan favorite, mm. came in, Ahsoka Tano. Heck yeah. She, amazing. Great episode. You got Elsbeth as the villain, mm-hmm. also amazing woman. You got Mando getting the Beskar spear. Heck yeah. So pretty much that episode not only was huge fan service, but also gave Mando another mission. So he's constantly like, go here, find this species, go to this planet, yeah. go here. <laughs> I mean, the, maybe one of the most important things about that episode is that we learned Baby Yoda's name. Yeah. Grogu. Grogu, yeah. And he finally was able to meet with another Jedi and they mm-hmm. communicated telepathically and you got to find out his sad little backstory. So that's pretty much where we are right now. Yeah. So he has to go to Tython. Yep. All right. So from here on out, spoiler alert. Because now we're going to be talking about the current episode. So let us officially take a bite of The Mandalorian Season 2, Chapter 14, The Tragedy. Yeah, great title. I loved seeing that title come up. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Speaking of spoiler alerts, right off the bat, it's like foreshadowing. You know something real, real, real bad is going to happen. I mean, like, last episode, they're like the Jedi. You're like, oh, this is going to be amazing. It's going to be so kick-ass. And now it's like the tragedy. Yeah, we got fun stuff, the last one, and now we get to cry. Yeah, we've we've been allowed to have too much fun through all of the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. For 13 chapters have been great. <laughs> They're like, it's time. 
Yeah, this episode was directed by Robert Rodriguez and written by John Favreau. And I did just want to point out that I think it's super interesting. So if you know who Robert Rodriguez mm-hmm. is, he's the guy that did Spy Kids. Yeah. And like the Machete movies mm-hmm. and, you know, Sin City. Mm-hmm. So like his range of being able to make these like fun kid movies to like these weird like noir movies to now this action packed 30 minute episode, which 11 minutes of it was nothing but action. Yeah. And <laughs> Another interesting fact about Mr. Rodriguez is that he appeared on The Chef Show with John Favreau and oh <laughs> Mr. Choi, and uh, he made some cauliflower crust pizzas with them in his own pizza oven that he has in his kitchen. So I like how you, I like how you always relate the show back to The Chef Show. Well, so basically, I think that The Chef Show is going to give us spoilers about who's going to be participating in future Mandalorian episodes. Very true. I wonder what uh, Seth Rogen's going to do. Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if Horatio Sands can be in it, Seth Rogen can be in it, too. It's very true. So the opening of this episode, and I believe almost every episode this season has started with a cute interaction with Mando and Grogu Mm. and the Razor Crest. Mm. And this time we get to see... It's like he found out a new trick, Mando, and he likes doing it because it's hard to see his emotions or what his, you know, his expression is because of his helmet. So you hear him call Grogu and Grogu like, mm-hmm. you know, gives his attention and he laughs about it and like he hits his knee and stuff. It's mm-hmm. so cute. It's, it's such like a, a dad thing to do. It's adorable. He's like, my boy is growing up. <laughs> it's so cute. And Grogu, of course, has his little metal ball. And there's almost like, I'm calling them like mini Jedi training sessions mm. on the Razor Crest. So Mando takes it back and he's like, take it from me, just like we did. And he does it. And he, then he says the amazing, dang, Farrick! Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is some sort of galaxy exclamation of astonishment. Yeah. I mean, it's like frack, you know, <laughs> or like a good thing. I think it's it's super cute to see that him doing the force with him. But he talks to him a little bit. And I feel like this this thing that he's talking to him, like, you know, we're going to find the place that you belong to. And we're gonna They're going to take real good care of you. They're going to train you. You have to go with them. And you have to agree to it and mm. all this stuff. And it feels like that's him trying to be okay with it. Yeah. Because, I mean, Man- Mando doesn't understand the Force yeah. at all. And he knows that there's like a certain level of like what he can do for Grogu. And I know he knows that he needs to let him go with his people but obviously i mean this whole season was really showing the emotional connection and the Mm -hmm. stuff they built together and i don't think that it's gonna go over well (laughs) and i think you bring up a good point in saying that mando doesn't necessarily get the force uh because when he's talking to grogu about it he refers to ahsoka as the nice lady and then he's like they're gonna show you that jedi stuff yeah you see what i mean it's not like the force it's nothing mystical it's like they're gonna do things with you I yeah think. he also calls it like the powers and stuff yeah. like that yeah i mean it, it's super it's funny i did like when he said the nice lady yeah it's like you know obviously he likes ahsoka but it's again it's such like a a weird dad thing mm-hmm. to say it's like that nice lady was nice to you huh or like, yeah <laughs> it's super funny <laughs> remember that nice lady that can mind meld with you and speak to you in your brain yeah <laughs> she was great all right so title card comes up we get scared because we <sighs> have that such nice little moment and then they make to Tython, which is also another El Paso-looking planet. Yes. I'm saying this is like, yeah, a very um, southwestern mountainous region. Mm-hmm. Probably like Arizona. That's what I was thinking. New Mexico. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So they get there and they immediately, with luck, find the Seeing Stone because I don't know if he had the coordinates to the Jedi Temple, but he just found... The whole planet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Bam. Maybe it was Grogu's little brain giving him hints. But they they do like Rocketeer style flying through the air. Grogu's like, yahoo! Yeah, because they couldn't <laughs> they couldn't land where the Seeing Stone was. Yeah. So they had to use his jetpack to get up there. And Grogu loves it. Grogu mm-hmm. loves flying, which I think is interesting. And Hanging with cute. his best bud, Mando, yeah. flying yeah. through the sky. What's bad about that? <laughs> it's super funny. They get they get to the Seeing Stone and Mando's like, Does this look Jedi to you? This is the Seeing Stone. Are you seeing anything? <laughs> He has no idea what's no. going on. I mean, he let's. I mean, the great thing about Mando though is that like he's just like blind trusting people. He's like, I yeah, I'll go to this planet I've never been to before and find something for him to sit on. I guess. Yeah, it's it's so funny. Like he is there like a mechanism? Is there a button? Mm-hmm. Is there a cheat code that we need to do? Because he places him on top of the stone. Yeah, and he's like. Yeah, he even puts on, like, he puts on his, like, reader inside his visor, and he's, like, trying to find some sort of button or something. We see some light inscriptions around the top edge of the stone, Mm -hmm. and nope, Grogu sees a butterfly. Yeah, he gets super, (laughs) I'm I'm super curious what that means, because I feel like there's been, like, in Star Wars, in, like, things I've read and seen, there's always, like, some type of, like, blue creature or Mm. something, and it's, like, butterfly usually signifies, like, rebirth, and... Oh, true. You know, stuff like that. So I don't, I'm probably looking too much into it, but I feel like in these types of shows, they don't do stuff without thinking about right, it. Right, totally. So, yeah. It, and there's something, right? Didn't Ahsoka say something in the last episode that like the force is what connects us to the, to the energy of everything around right. us. Mm-hmm. So it's like even, there's even just this creature that's being drawn to Grogu in this moment where he's sat in this ancient, bar- this ground. Were you going to say burial ground? I was going to say burial ground. Yeah. That's not good. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, she did say that place is like strong with the force. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess blue butterflies love the force. I don't know. Yeah. No. But then just as the blue butterfly flies away, something else flies into the screen. Slave Uh-oh. one. Slave one. Mm-hmm. A person like me who is very, you know, just general knowledge of Star Wars. I was like, the stormtroopers are here. Oh, no. <laughs> and then people like you knew it was slave one. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I saw it, I was like, that's slave one. And you're like, who? I was like, no, the ship. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah, so obviously we know, or people that know that ship know that that's Boba Fett. Mm. He was already teased in the season, so we finally are going to have some interaction with him. So Baby Yoda is on the Seeing Stone, and as soon as he like turns around, because he's like, okay, we got to go, somebody's here. Baby Yoda starts like force meditating. Yeah, <laughs> he puts his little, little baby three-pronged finger right on that stone, and then that force field comes up, and I'm saying it. Mando's number one nemesis in this episode is that force field. Oh, yeah. Right. Because he tries yeah. to grab Baby Yoda, gets thrown. He was stopped by a force field. I feel it. That's it. the force. It's a force oh. field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a bad joke. I, got, I, I, I understand that you didn't get it. <laughs> so Mando goes down there because he obviously can't get Baby Yoda off of this seeing stone with the force field. And he's meditating. He's connecting to something. We don't know. Force field. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> so Mando makes his way down the hill and he's confronted with Boba Fett, which I think is cool. I just want to just like a timeout from like the story and recapping this. Boba Fett's okay. Like, you know, Django Fett and Boba Fett, they're okay. There's nothing. There really has never been anything in the movies to make me excited for him or think mm-hmm. that he's such a badass that like most people have for people the last love him. 20 years. Yeah. Like he looks cool and there's been like that bounty hunter game and like that kind of stuff. But you know what I mean? Like it's like you hear all these things like, oh, he's badass. It's like, well, why? And he's like, 
He just is. It's like, can you show me why? Mm. Like, I can point to why, like, Luke and Ray and Leia and everybody else is badass, but it's like the Fets. I'm like, okay. Maybe people like the armor. I guess. It's all yeah. about the armor and I mean, I don't want to yuck. Pack. No yucking nobody's yum here, but it's just cool. He's here. I like the the Easter yeah. egg or like, you know, this other character being pulled into it. But anyway, back to the story. Yeah. But also you called it right from the first episode of this season, the bald headed figure watching Mando right away with the armor. You said, oh, that's Boba Fett. And sure enough. Yeah. Well, it was super easy only because it's like Tamara Morrison, which played mm-hmm. Jango Fett and right. Attack of the Clones. So it was like, that has to be Boba Fett. Yeah. There would be no way that, yeah, <laughs> that wasn't. True. Last time we saw him was in Attack of the Clones right. in the Star Wars movie. So super cool. I mean, he's he's aged a bit. He has some scars. He has no hair at all. Mm-hmm. So alopecia just like completely <laughs> took some over. Some bad things happened in that Sarlacc pit, okay? <laughs> and I think it's really funny when he first sees Boba Fett. He's like, are you a Jedi? Like, he is just so lost. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I've been tracking you, Mandalorian. He's like, are you a Jedi? Are you here for the child? He's like, I'm here for the armor. He's like, if you want my armor, you have to kill me. He's like, not your armor. <laughs> He's like, you've been, Mando, just stop talking. I have something to say. <laughs> I like how robe and a hood signify a Jedi. He's like, I, I, I believe you're a Jedi. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I also think we should have been count, like keeping count of a like robed hooded figure because we've had quite a few of them in the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they're just mysterious figures always. I mean, hoods and robes are super cool. So mm, <laughs> whatever. So he wants his armor, which makes sense. And he tracked him all the way from Tatooine to there on tython so mm-hmm. i mean good tracking skills boba fett i do have to say he's always at one step behind though mm-hmm. and he's suspicious of him and they start arguing back and forth and then it turns out that there is a sharpshooter Whoa! and he was like well i'll as soon as i see that muzzle flash i'm gonna you know drop you and he's like who says it's aimed at you and it's like okay well if it's aimed at the child fuck you <laughs> Also, like, Mando, maybe don't worry about it so much because, remember, you just tried to grab Grogu from the stone and you couldn't even get close to him? You think yeah, a blaster's going to get into it? I mean, maybe. Ugh. I would think that a blaster had I more mean, force. I mean, there's just <laughs> so many bad decisions that happen in this episode that it just makes me very upset. Anyway. <laughs> so, it turns out that that sharpshooter is Finnick Shand. Yes. From the first season that we thought was left for dead and... Also confirms that those boots that we saw at the end of that episode was Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. And so they talk about how fate sometimes gives you a better hand and all that stuff. And she says, well, Boba Fett for me was that. Yeah. I don't don't understand why her outfit has this, but her outfit has like a tummy flap that she like opens and she's like, see, he fixed me. And she shows her innards. Robot maintenance. But why does she have that flap? I guess to like. You're going to need to oil it. She's like a tin man. (laughs) Giggle, giggle. It's so odd. Like I get that they had to like for like time reasons or whatever be like, yeah, look, I'm fixed. But it's like such a weird flap. It would have been anticlimactic if she just sort of like bent down and it made like robot noise. Like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Why are you constantly doing the robot? (laughs) Yeah. So she tells him that the bounty has increased on Grogu and. You know, if you give me the armor, then we'll make sure you and the kid are safe. Yeah. Seems like a cool deal. Yeah. And in this exchange, he's like, look, we'll put down the gun if you put down your jetpack. Why? Why? Why not put down your gun and put down your gun? Right. What is... I'm so confused in what this jetpack has to do with anything. Well, you... 
What do you think? He's going to fly away? With what? <laughs> Nothing. What do you think? He's going to blast you with the missile? I don't think so. I think you notice if he bent over and aimed. Like, <laughs> give me a break. So there you go. Uh, problem number two. <laughs> I just can't. I can't. I mean, we know why they had to get the jetpack yeah, off. Yeah, plot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst enemy to any of this. It's the plot. It's the plot. So <laughs> as they're arguing, he puts the jetpack down. In come some Imperial cruisers. Here we go. Little ships. And as we know, stormtroopers. So immediately once they find, this is the first episode where they're like, okay, you need to go here and do this. They immediately get there. Yeah. All should be fine. Yep. It goes sideways so fast. See, this is why we like the side quests, because it means something bad won't happen. (laughs) Right. Or at least we get some time before the bad stuff happens. So Mando sees this and he's like, I'm going to go like check on the kid. I need yeah. to go get the kid because this is no go. Hey, Mando, grab your jetpack. Yeah, they're not fighting anymore. So I don't know why. Right. Like he couldn't just grab it. There was jetpack. a small truce. I mean, he he's like adrenaline and scared. And he's like, oh, my God, I need to go get the kid. He forgets it. He forgets the jetpack huh. down the hill. And just to, I guess, say, because I'm pretty sure you all have watched this episode. And if you're only getting it from us. The reason why this is frustrating is because where the seeing stone is, mm. and if you remember from what we said in the last episode, it's like on top of a little mountain, like a little hill. It's very steep. It's not easy to just like run up yeah. there and get it. So get the jetpack and fly up there. Yeah. I want to, I, you know, I, I'm sorry. I want to apologize. I feel like I'm being really hard on Mando now, right now. He has a lot to juggle in his life. I know. Him. I'm so mad at him. <laughs> but I real, I'm just like being so mean. So I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. But it's not going to stop, and I'm sorry. And this time, when we see him get up there, and he tries to get Grogu through the force field, Mm -hmm. he tries harder, but it pushes him back harder. And he kind of gets knocked out. He gets knocked out. So Mando, for like the next kind of like seven minutes, is just not around. Yeah. So then the stormtroopers... They're just like spreading out. There's a whole team of them. There's one like fancy captain one. He has like a little orange thing on his shoulder. So everybody's listening to him. To signify it. Yeah. (laughs) So you got Fennec kind of doing her sharpshooter thing with this sweet orange helmet on. She never misses. Heck no. And then you got Boba who's got, I don't even like this pointy staff stabby thing. Hook. Hook. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. like a nine iron with a stabby thing on it. And man, does he wail on these stormtroopers. I, it has to be, because Star Wars, especially in the extended universe stuff, can be brutal and can be dark and can be mature. I feel like with most of the Star Wars movies, they really haven't been gory, mature, or brutal Mm. in a way. Like, there'll be intense moments, but I mean, usually when they lightsaber people, it's like you kind of see them get cut in half, but nothing else. So this is probably the most like brutal hand-to-hand fighting mm-hmm. that i've ever seen or there ever has been in star wars like i don't think i've ever seen stormtrooper armor like fly off of incredible. them incredible <laughs> it's incredible he's doing groin shots he's doing skull cracking he's stabbing people in the heart mm-hmm. dude is not taking anybody prisoner no well no because they're like dead <laughs> yeah he mercs them <laughs> yeah and it's bitching so these little tiny like cruiser ships or pods or whatever have Tons of stormtroopers apparently in them. Yeah. And they're holding their ground. You know, these two, Boba Fett and Fennec, are really holding their ground against all of these people. But they start getting a little overwhelmed, so they go a little higher. They're getting the high yeah. ground, um, which is a big thing in Star Wars. You know, I have the high ground now. No, you don't. And then gets his leg chopped off. Sorry, Anakin. Um, <laughs> but they do get separated. 
So there's mortars that get brought out and these like heavy gunners yeah. that get brought out also. And Finnick gets separated. As she's separated, she gets behind this big rock and mm-hmm. she like Indiana Joneses yes. a rock and rolls down. But also like that heavy gunner that was just standing there shooting the rock. Like, just move. Yeah. It was coming down well, in one way. I mean, I think throughout the history of Star Wars, we've seen that stormtroopers, they really aren't the smartest folk. They just get issued armor and said go. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I do want to uh, share that the mortar specialist has some yellow accents on his stormtrooper armor. Oh. I yeah. like this. <laughs> I like seeing these, like, different ranks and these different specialists have different little doodads on their armor. Yeah. I mean, that's... I mean, that's it fun. is more apparent than, like... You know, United States military, because a lot of times it's just like more little badgy things and patches. But like this one, it's like, no, you get like color added to your armor. Yeah. Yeah. And so when she kicks that rock, I mean, like this one guy gets like flattened. Yeah. I mean, like at least like four or five of them get pretty flattened. Mm -hmm. And at that time, Boba Fett's still down there and he reaches the Razor Crest. And Louis, let's just take a minute to just, just. Just drown in the beauty of the Razor Crest at this moment. It's silver and shiny. It's pristine. Just got fixed. Oh, just got fixed. Detailed. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's gorge. Like, I guess there's not enough Baskar to make a Baskar ship. But Good. It would have been nice. I wonder. Yeah. It would have been nice. Would have saved something, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets his armor. More troops come in with another ship. And mm-hmm. things are looking a little dicey. Mando, again, after he wakes up, he tries to get Grogu off the Seeing Stone. It's not working. I mean, he's really trying, though. I do give him props for, like, he's not down there fighting. He's like, sure. I'm trying to, like, we need to go. So, in that moment, when you can't get the baby off the Seeing Stone, you know, you say, instead of standing there and protecting him, you say, I'm going to go away from you and protect you. Yeah. And then he leaves him. Yeah, the last thing he says to him is... I'm going to protect you. I'll be back soon. It, it's. I feel like it was the right thing to do because, I mean, there's only two ships down there. If you take out all the guys, then you can, you know, so it's like, I get it. I've seen this guy uh, roll bomb balls in ships <laughs> and blow everybody up, like, from 30 feet away. He's on top of the mountain. Pew, pew. You know, everything. Yeah. Oh. He doesn't have his jetpack, though. So That's true. He can't missile anybody. And then the second he walks away... Grogu's done. Grogu's done. Yeah, he's he, like, oh, that was a great meditation. And he just says, oh my God, you're so sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> and just goes to sleep. I mean, this is probably the most force we've seen him do. We've seen mm. a force choke and we've seen him like hold up creatures, but this is the longest we've seen him do it. And probably it's because of the amplification yeah. of the seeing stone. But I mean, he's still like a baby. So it, yeah. it was a lot of work for I, him to do. And in these moments of him in like full meditation mode, it's like they do a close up on his face and it's the most serene serene and yoda looking we've ever seen him it's almost like the wisest we've ever seen grogu look right as he's really connecting to this force that Mm -hmm. he's a part of yeah and i'm pretty sure i mean he's i couldn't imagine him not being confused like i know he knows what's happening because he's experiencing it but like that's just a lot for like somebody that's been suppressing the force and not using the force to then do this and like reach out to god knows who yeah so i i think that's I think it's pretty interesting. And you, yeah, you figure he gets tired just from doing, just like holding up a beast for a minute or two. Imagine or force choking Cara Dune. You know, you know, something you gotta do what you gotta do. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Mando meets back up with Finnick and they do this cool like back to back typical action scene Mm -hmm. thing. It's nice because he's protecting him for fire because he can get hit by blaster fire. I love that moment. I thought it was super cool. Things start looking even more dicey. There's stormtroopers surrounding them completely. And then in comes Boba Fett with his armor (laughs) in a Power Ranger-esque way. Like, there's explosions. Oh, yeah. He's, like, turning away from explosions. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean. Yeah. We got a boba bomb. We got a rocket punch. We got a knee missile. We got a backpack launcher. He's not taking out anybody. It's crazy. I wonder if I wonder if Cobb Vanth knew about all of those little tiny missiles everywhere that apparently were on this suit. <laughs> no, Cobb Vanth just liked the helmet. And the missile. And the missile on the back. He's like, that's it. You know, I thought about Cobb Vanth once Boba had his armor back. I'm like, what is Cobb Vanth doing right now? He's partying it up with some Tusken Raiders. Right? Like, I feel like like he's also, like, maybe a little, like, there's nothing to do here anymore. I got Mm. no one to practice. Everybody's getting along. Canteen has become, you know, Club Tatooine. Everybody's partying there, drinking their blue milk or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, thus... The stormtroopers are like, fuck this. We need to leave. Yeah. As they're leaving, we get the very signature missile shooting the ship out of the sky. And it was interesting because the way they were flying, Boba hits hits the one that's ahead. It knocks into the other Mm -hmm. one. And they're like, oh, good job, man. He's like, that wasn't supposed to happen. (laughs) I was aiming for the other one. I'm like, why would you? I don't know if he was joking with that, but it's like, you just literally shot missiles from your knees. Like, come on. Measles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to like find a cu- clever way to name his stuff. I mean, you said Boba Bombs, which I think is amazing, but Neasles I love. Neasles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as they retreat and they're like, yeah, cool. In comes this gigantic blast fire from outer space and destroys the Razor Crest. Uh-huh. Like not even just like, oh, it could be fixed. Like, it fell in the water and, like, it got shot like one of the engines was out. It's just gone. Like, it's disintegrated. Done. <laughs> like, <laughs> like not even just an engine. Not even just, like, a piece, uh, you know, uh, like, like, dead. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. And, I, I mean, in, I guess in one sense, it's like, well, you know, bad for Mando. But at the same time, the tracking device is destroyed, too? Oh, good point. Right? Yeah, good point. So now if, you know, you know, spoilers, whatever, but in fir- in future journeys, they cannot track him anymore. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because they got what they wanted. Well, true. But, you know, if he goes to find them, right, they won't right, be right. like, he's here. It's still, it still matters that it's destroyed. Yeah, it's but, pretty bad. It's yeah. pretty bad, especially after all it's been through mm-hmm. this season. And <laughs> as soon as that happens, mm. they're like, oh, shit. But was like, I'm going to go to my yeah. ship and <laughs> make sure. it's like, maybe you should go check some things out. <laughs> this doesn't look good. So he separates and then Fennec and Mando are going to go up to Grogu. Mm-hmm. And as they're going up, we see Moff Gideon and he's like, release the dark troopers. I'm like, oh, great. So they are dark troopers. And fuck. <laughs> yeah. Now, are the dark troopers mainly droids or robots? Yeah. They're very mechanical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it, they it, there could be somebody piloting them, obviously. Oh, somebody sure, sure, has sure. to. Or they might just be like these assassin droids, mm. you know, that 
just have really good AI with killing things and doing their objectives. Even the way their like eyes are shaped, it's very intense and yeah. very evil. It's very reminiscent of the recent trilogy. Like the recent trilogy had very sharp, clean, yeah. intense lines on like a lot of gear and droids and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting that we're transitioning more into like this, you know, extended universe and more advanced technology. Mm-hmm. So super interesting. So they need to get up there. So now it's a race between Mando and Finnick and these dark troopers that apparently can just like fall from outer space. Into- Rockets in their feet. <laughs> no one shall beat them. Yeah. Yeah. And again, Mando doesn't de- get his jetpack. So they're trying to on foot make it up there. They don't make it there in time. Grogu gets taken by the dark troopers and Mando sees him fly off with them. And I did want to point out it sucked, obviously, that Grogu got kidnapped after he was evading them for two seasons, pretty mm-hmm. much. But in the concept art at the end, you see like how they were, I guess, initially thinking about the kidnapping. And it was he, the dark trooper had Grogu in one hand and Grogu's like scream crying. And you see Mando like trying to grab him. I'm like, I'm glad that didn't happen because that would have been a lot. (laughs) I could barely handle this. (laughs) Don't make that baby cry. Yeah. We see like Grogu when they're coming for him, you see him get terrified like he's like whoa what is happening because he he went through a lot he just meditated his ass off connecting to the force and now these terrifying things that he's been trying to avoid this whole time and not using the force got him finally got caught which sucks (laughs) i'm very upset yeah it's it's not good at this point we see boba fett and slave one he's gonna go after them mando tells finnick like don't have him shoot he has the kid yeah which makes sense. Like, part of me is like, could you, like, take out three of them and then, like, maybe, like, bump into, yeah, I don't there's know. there's, like, there's <laughs> aiming capabilities here. Yeah, but it would have been too risky. And they're, like, flying super fast. He's flying super fast. Whatever. So he decides to follow them. And then that's when Boba Fett's, like, the Empire's back. Yeah. And she's like, no, it's not. This is defended by the New Republic. Okay, this is the outer rim. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, I can see it. It's definitely the Empire. Yeah, I'm looking at the cruiser right now. Yeah, as we've known. He's like, there's definitely a guy dressed in black with a cape in there. (laughs) I know it. Also, did you not see all the stormtroopers we just fought? Yeah, do you remember that? (laughs) That just happened, Fennec. So he gets back to the ground and we see Mando going through the Razorcrest wreckage. And to dig the dagger deeper and twist it, he finds Grogu's ball. (laughs) Oh, ball. And he also finds the Baskar spear. Great. Love it that the Baskar spear can apparently survive that blaster fire. Which is is why your ship should have been made out of it. Yeah. But there's this interesting moment where we see Boba looking at him and I feel like he can sympathize with him. He knows what he's feeling because his father's gone. Yeah. He got his shit taken away. Like Mm -hmm. he's just down on his luck. And I also feel bad for Mando because again, his family's ripped apart and his home is destroyed. Yeah. And I feel like in this moment, we see Mando regress. Yeah. Because they're like, okay, well, we're here to help you. We made a deal with you. We said that we would ensure the safety of the child if you gave me my armor back. Mm -hmm. And he's like, and he literally just says flatly, the child is gone. He's like, that's it. I mean, yeah, I I feel like he's been on his own this whole time. Like he has made friends, but he's like, what? I'm I'm just a Mandalore. I'm a bounty hunter. What am I supposed to do against an empire? And and I think for him, again, this is showing... That why emotional attachments can be bad. Yeah. Because he's been on his own for so long. That's been the only safe way. Now he's been opening himself up. 
He cared for this child. We saw at the beginning of this episode the great bond that they had, mm-hmm. and now he's gone. So yeah. how do you handle that? You're just done. Yeah. I, I was glad that uh, Boba Fett was like, no, we got you, man. Like, yeah. we're going to help you get this kid back. And then that kind of, like, brought Mando back a little bit. He's like, mm, okay. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. The next thing we get is they get all get into Slave 1. They go back to Navarro, where they meet with Cardoon again. And I like how she's like a new Republic Marshal now. Mm-hmm. And she's not just like a freelance, I guess, do-it-yourself Marshal. <laughs> she has some government backing now. Yeah, she has, with, I guess that's what that ADT yes, thing that we finally. said was. <laughs> it's like, you're now a new Republic Marshal. Yeah. Here you go. So he pretty much asks her, hey, I need a favor. Can you look up Mayfield? If that name sounds familiar and the guy on the screen looks familiar, the sharpshooter, he was from the first season. Right. So when they did the whole prison break episode, mm-hmm. so he needs him to track Moff's ship. So I like that he's putting a plan together. Yeah. And this whole time, Kara's like, you know how I feel about the Empire. But there's rules. Yeah. I like, got to follow the rules. Right. You hate them, Kara. So yeah. what are you complaining about here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then, of course, he buried the lead and he finally tells her they have the kid. And then she's like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, bitch, what? Can I also say this? There are many differences between myself and Mando, but like, I would have been coming off the ship screaming, hysterical, crying. <laughs> they have Grogu. <laughs> they took Grogu. Kara, grief. Kara. Oh my God. Carl Weathers. They took the Grogu. No, he very calmly walks up to her and just like lightly asks her for a favor. I mean, I'm hoping that with. So he has Fennec, he has Boba Fett, hopefully Kara, maybe Grief, Karga, mm-hmm. and I'm some Mayfield, obviously. I'm hoping like Bo Katan comes in. Heck yeah. Ahsoka Tano. Heck yeah. Like, are we going to have like a Magnificent Seven oh. type thing happen where they all go and get Grogu back? Because there's only two episodes left. Ah, uh, yeah. And shit could go down. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Like, this is f- so. I'm seeing a lot of like Avatar the Last Airbender in this for some reason. Interesting. Yeah. So there was a there was in season 2, book 2 of Avatar the Last Airbender, there was an episode, there was an arc where uh Appa got kidnapped. Yes. And there's this one episode where we see him literally being like tortured mm-hmm. in this jail. Got to poke that emotions with. And you. that's what this feels like to me. It's mm-hmm. like we fell in love with Grogu and now we don't know what's going to be waiting for him. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, in the final climactic scene of the first season of avatar the last airbender we uh i'm sorry the first series we see the team come together again right right it's like all the allies they made Mm -hmm. and so now he has two more yeah yeah yeah. i'm I'm really hoping that like he can get the other people because i mean i feel like definitely having a jedi and more mandalorians with you would help Mm -hmm. even though boba and finnick and Kara, they're fine but like i feel like you need more yeah with a giant empire thing and it also brings us to the final scene of this. And we see Moff on the ship. Boo. He makes his way down to where they're holding Grogu. So He like saucily saunters there. I don't like it. I mean, I love the actor. I think he can play villains so well. Mm-hmm. He seems unassuming, but then he does that like look. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're kind of scary. Like you shouldn't be scary, but you yeah. are scary. He can be menacing for yeah. sure. Yeah. And he opens the cell where... Grogu's at and Grogu's just throwing stormtroopers around. Because, <laughs> I mean, why not? He's terrified. Yeah. He doesn't want to be there. He's like, fuck all of you guys. And he's just this, like, little baby <laughs> Grogu in his little sack outfit in this, like, big black, black horrible cell. Yeah. So sad. 
Yeah. And we get an interesting exchange. Moff kind of holds back a bit because he's like, he's still using the force. And then he sees that he gets tired. And mm-hmm. he's like, okay, now I can approach mm-hmm. Grogu. You are so sleepy. Yeah, he's like, he's so sleepy. It's like, shut up, man. You try using the force. Oh, wait, you can't. Backhand him. <laughs> then he shows, he's like, when's the last time you saw one of these? He shows him the Darksaber, which is like, fuck you, man. Like, you're just intimidating this child now. That That's so mean. <laughs> Obviously, he's a horrible humanoid and i couldn't tell if grogu was trying to either grab the dark saber or trying to force joke moff mm-hmm. gideon but either one i was going to be fine with it was too close for comfort yeah a little too close and this is the first time we really saw the dark saber like up close yeah so it's super interesting i think it looks really cool it looks very different from regular lightsabers which is the point and then we get the line that he wants to contact dr pershing mm-hmm. great so we don't know what they have in store now. I mean, I'm sure they're going to still take some blood, but these last two episodes, just like this one, are no idea what's going to happen. And they zip zorp the poor little angel with the jellio yeah. ringy. Yeah. But we get stun-o. the tiniest little shackles. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to know. <laughs> They've been waiting to use those. <laughs> right. I want to know the company that was like, we need to make shackles that are like an inch. <laughs> Like, I just, it's, uh, it's Welcome adorable. to our new line of Empire Baby Shackles. <laughs> oh, da, 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 da. Enslaving the universe, one planet at a time. One child at a time. Oh. Oh, well. So, I'm, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think, I don't think Moff is the big bad. Mm. And I think, like, just like in the first season, we had the client as the big bad and then Moff Gideon was introduced. Yeah. And we already got Thrawn's name thrown out there. Right. So I feel like the person that's really pulling the strings is going higher, which is a typical Star Wars thing mm-hmm. that I'm getting tired of. But it introduces more characters. So look, there has know. to be someone uh, in a cloak in a chair somewhere. But the thing is, is that right? So if Thrawn's there, that means Ahsoka's still there. Right. Moff has the, the dark saber. So that means Bo-Katan. Is still in it, mm-hmm. right? And also, Mando has the Baskar spear, so he can still fight. Yeah, Moff Gideon. Yeah, or just throw it and hit him in the head. <sighs> I feel like we're at a real interesting point in Grogu's journey because not only are we, you know, really scared about what's going to happen to him if they're going to torture him, but from what Ahsoka said, we're really seeing him as a character, his fate hang in the balance of what side. Yeah, there could be a tipping point. Right? So if he gets tortured, if he gets pushed enough, he could use his force and be bad. Yeah, he can align to the dark side. Mm -hmm. Or he could be like Boba Fett and Ahsoka and just be gray. I mean, they don't really, they adhere to a specific code, but it's not necessarily like the Jedi code or the Mandalorian code, but they have their own type of code. Yeah. Which I'm all here for. I would, more gray Jedis, the better. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Super interested. It's a lot. It's a lot to handle. Well, I'm emotionally scarred. <laughs> You're welcome. And I feel like we're going to spend the next episode tracking people down and baby Grogu is still going to be on that ship. I heard somewhere that it was a two-parter, so I'm not liking that. Mm. Because usually two-parters ha- like have a big cliffhanger. So, Ugh. And I wonder if we're going to get an episode the week of Christmas. Or does it end right before Christmas? I don't know. Either way, they better give us a good present. Yeah, we can we can look that up. It it, it does not end on Christmas. It ends the week before Christmas. Oh, I just looked go. it up. <laughs> so fast. Oh, my God. The power of the internet. So before we go and close out this very depressing episode of A Bite Of, we have to go into our special segment, Galaxy Guide, 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 Guide. 
<laughs> and I thought that this week we would talk about the one and only family, the Fets. Mm. <laughs> so let's start with Jango Fett. Okay. Standing okay. at six feet tall, his first appearance was in Star Wars Episode Two: The Clone Wars. Oh, I thought you were going to give us a tender profile again. <laughs> oh! Do you like a suit of armor, a blaster, jetpack, maybe even a flamethrower? Well, have we got the guy for you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we see him when Obi-Wan and Anakin are tracking down an assassin that tried to kill Amidala. Mm-hmm. And just as they're about to get some information from the assassin known as Zam Wessel, Zam gets killed. Of course. And that person that kills Zam is Django. So they finally find Django again, where they learn that he has been cloned to create an army by the Kaminoans. And he says to Obi-Wan in their interaction, I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe, which we heard Boba say in this episode. Mm -hmm. Which is, I don't know if Boba heard him say that but it just it's like a good through line yeah like it's like okay if you really know the canon of star wars it's like he has said that before yeah. and i did want to say that the aliens that are cloning him and make it, i hate the way they look i have this like irrational i know it's just stupid and every time i like get queezed out by aliens that look like that like the little green men and like with the eyes and everything Make me queasy. Yeah. I'm not scared of them. It's just like my body involuntarily is like... (laughs) Okay. Well, whenever any sort of alien type figure appears anywhere, Noah has a visceral reaction to them. (laughs) He's always like, no, and he covers it with his hands so he can't see them. It's so stupid. (laughs) I don't know why. I've never been abducted. I just wanted to point that out. That was a weird tangent. I'm glad to know that. I think, yeah, good. I'm glad that it hasn't happened to you. I'm really an alien. (laughs) Secrets out. Disgusted with myself. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wow, that's deep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sorry, sorry. They're cloning him. uh, So... They're cloning him and he agrees to be cloned, but he says, I get to keep one, one, one clone as my son. Of yourself. Of me. And that is Boba. And we see mini Boba Fett in in episode two. Yeah, whenever he flies off. Yeah. And in his ship, he's he's in there. Like, you can tell, too, like, in that movie that they, he, like, picked one. I don't know how he picked his favorite one. Was Prettiest the hair. F- first one? Obviously not. Yeah. Yeah, whoever has the best hair, I want. <laughs> and it seems like they have a, a bond already. And yeah, did he tell him that he was a clone? I don't, I can't remember because it's weird. <laughs> mm. But I mean, it's like, it makes so much sense now that the actor who played Django Fett is now playing Boba Fett because they're clones. Which is amazing. Yeah, and it's I incredible. don't think George Lucas knew that that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> George is watching The Mandalorian going, what? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> they did it. <laughs> I did something great. Yay. So, you know, there's a bunch of back and forth, some more trying to escape. And finally, Django meets his fate at the end of the purple lightsaber Yep, of the one and only Mace Windu. Whoop, whoop. Yo! Samuel L. Jackson. So seeing his father killed by a Jedi kind of makes Boba Fett hate Jedi forever. Which is fine because Mandalorian and Jedi have a tumultuous history. Yeah. And then, of course, Boba Fett is like in the original trilogy like crazy. He works with for Jabba and then Darth Vader hires him to get Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. And then he meets his fate by getting his jetpack punctured and falling into a Sarlacc pit. Which turned out to be great because now he has his own weird code and he's on the good side and mm-hmm. 
he didn't really die. He's just been traipsing around tattooing this whole time. Looking for his armor, yeah. finding, you know, half-dead sharpshooters and bringing them back to life with some, you know, mechanical parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Star Wars has a very odd history of weird relationships. There's really never been any good relationships, like either parental or love in mm. Star Wars. So the fact that it's like my father, which is really me, the original person I'm cloned from. It's so weird. Yeah. Very odd. <laughs> it's interesting and that's what makes the mandalorian even better because i believe that mando and grogu truly love each other (laughs) (laughs) they'll be fine Grogu. there's no way that they're gonna kill grogu the only thing that i could see happening like the worst is him becoming like a sith or like dark grogu but we'll see (laughs) i'm sorry i can't acknowledge that (laughs) all right (laughs) see you next week Bye. bye thanks for listening to a bite of artwork and editing by our own noah be sure to subscribe and follow us on instagram at a bite of pod and on facebook at a bite of if you have questions recommendations or just want to say hi you can email us at a bite of pod at gmail.com you can find us on all podcast platforms please be sure to rate and review to spread the word Hope you join us next time on A Bite Of. Bye.